All right. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the Roscoe's Wetsuit Neuro Podcast. I am your host, Toby Passman. On the show with me today, we have a special guest, Beth Shaw. Beth is a pioneer in the wellness, yoga, and fitness space in North America. She is single-handedly responsible for the widespread growth of yoga throughout the span of the U.S. and Canada. In 1994, she founded the Global Mind-Body Education School Yoga Fit, which has since been certified, which has since certified over 200,000 instructors worldwide. Beth is also a best-selling author. Her premier book, Yoga Fit, has sold over 100,000 units worldwide. Yoga Lean is a lifestyle program that provides tools towards uh, maintaining optimal health. And the Yoga Fit Athlete, released in 2016, has inspired a 100-hour Yoga Fit for Athletes specialty track for instructors. Uh, Beth's most recent book, Healing Trauma with Yoga, was released in December of 2019. She is uh, a yoga mindfulness expert in the media and has been featured in numerous fitness, business, and consumer publications, including Self, Yoga Journal, Huffington Post, New York Times, Time Magazine, LA Times, Entrepreneur, Washington Post, and USA Today. Uh, Beth, I could keep going, but I think that will suffice. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Tell me, what was your initial exposure to yoga? Had you tried it? Um, what, when, like, do you remember when it was and, and what, what originally kind of drew you to this whole space? I've been practicing yoga since I was a child. When I was six years old, I taught myself how to do guided imagery and meditation because I used to get horrible migraine headaches and I was able to cure myself with those techniques. So you're able to figure this out just by yourself. The... I would like to think it's a little bit of a spiritual intervention. Um... <laughs> okay. And then what, tell me about like, did you end up, did you end up uh, taking certain yoga classes or how did you originally uh, start kind of getting into the field um, more on like being a practitioner? After college, I moved from New York City to Los Angeles, where I started taking all different types of yoga classes. LA at the time was the hub of yoga. And I then decided maybe I would take a teacher training. Um, where maybe I would teach seniors or something, I wasn't really sure. But what I found was that most uh, teacher trainings, and there were not many at the time, did not teach people how to teach in gym settings where people want to work out and uh, want to get and stay fit. So I developed a style called Yoga Fit um, that the, uh, this, our school Yoga Fit is founded upon. Okay. Tell me about like what, when back when you kind of started with all this stuff, what was the, the kind of cultural climate around yoga? Because it couldn't have been nearly as, as big as it is now, obviously like in this country. So was it just kind of this weird thing that a few people did or like? Well, it was starting to gain popularity and Madonna was doing a lot of it, which of course made it even more popular. Um, but, you know, we have trained over 250,000 people worldwide who have then gone on obviously to teach other people. So we've really uh, kind of brought yoga to the masses for over 23 years now. 
Well, congratulations on that. It, what, what, uh, what's the specific, have you found that different types of yoga tend to work best or do you employ a variety of different types? At YogaFit, we have several different uh, trainings and different styles, everything from yin yoga to meditation um, to a more athletic style. But the style that our um, school is founded on YogaFit models the traditional group exercise format of warm up, work, and cool down. We typically don't use Sanskrit terms for our yoga. We really encourage people to be in their bodies, to breathe, to feel, to let go of judgment, expectation, competition to listen to their bodies and be present in the moment. And above all else, we uh, really practice safe yoga, which I think is very important. So I wanted to ask you about, you know, in, in just my experience going to different yoga classes, you know, I found that some, you know, they definitely focus way more on just the physical movements, whereas others are more, uh, the instructors are more you know, reminding you to kind of keep track of, of your breath. And it's a lot more kind of, I guess, like spiritual or um, however you might want to put that. Um, what is your take as far as do you think it's important to balance the two? Or do you favor one style over the other? We teach people to teach from the three P's, which is from the physical so you constantly need to be cueing people back into their bodies, letting them know what muscles to use, proper alignment. Um, we also have people teach from their personalities. So, you know, if they are having a more spiritual practice and they have gauged their audience, they can teach from that place. Um, and then we also teach people to teach from positive affirmations to empower people, uh, basically reminding them of the benefits of the practice, what each pose is for, so that people continue to come back. Awesome. Well, I was reading in your bio that you had spent time um, both in India and Asia studying yoga. Um, and I wanted to kind of hear from you, what, what did you learn in those different countries uh, or uh, continents, I guess, as far as Asia, um, what did the styles differ a lot or were there similarities? Like what, what did you pick up uh, going to those countries and, and learning? Well, at YogaFit, we bring groups of people to India every year to the birthplace of yoga, Rishikesh. Uh, we also bring them to the Taj Mahal and other sites. I, I think, you know, going to India to practice, to learn, um, really gives you a deeper understanding of the lineage of yoga, the different lineages, the different history, tradition, uh, and really the essence of what yoga is and why we should all be practicing it. Awesome. Well, I wanted to ask you, so about your, your most recent book, Healing Trauma with Yoga. So tell me about what originally inspired you to write that. Was it seeing the, the effects, the beneficial effects that people that you were working with were, were sort of seeing related to their past traumas? Well, at YogaFit, we have a program called YogaFit Warriors where we work with veterans, first responders, and anyone who has trauma. We have certain techniques that will take trauma out of the body where we store all of our trauma. 
without people even having to talk about the traumatic experience. And since we've been doing this for about 10 years and seeing all the positive effects that we've had on people with trauma and how they're able to mitigate their symptoms, cope with them, sometimes even remove them. Uh, I've personally seen friends get off medication and uh, really have a turnaround in their lives because of the, the types of programming that we have. Um, it really felt like it was the right time to write Healing Trauma with Yoga. And, you know, as it turns out, it was even better time than I thought because the book was released in early 2020 and then COVID hit and, you know, everybody's traumatized right now. So really everybody should be uh, reading this book and learning how to deal with trauma with yoga, with meditation, with Ayurveda, with sound healing, with supplements, proper diet and the like. Awesome. Yeah, that is quite good timing. Uh, tell me about what, what do we know as far as like, how is, how is yoga is like, I guess a lot of the, the ideas surrounding trauma is that it's kind of stored in the body. So I would assume, so yoga being a way to kind of get the trauma out of the body, do we know exactly like how that works? Well, um, there are, you know, complex things like polyvagal theory. Um, but also in, in, you know, more simpler terms, yoga brings us into our parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest. It takes us out of the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. So, um, you know, right now everybody's going around very much in fight or flight all the time. I think that people are hypervigilant and they don't have ways to calm themselves down naturally. That's why alcohol sales are through the roof. Uh, you know, drug use is way up. Uh, so, so are the suicide numbers. So, um, yoga also gives us the opportunity to not just look at our bodies, but also look at our mental patterns and make shifts in, in a very organic way. What do you view as, uh, like the connection? Cause, cause obviously a lot of times like yoga and mindfulness or meditation are, are brought up kind of in the same sentence what how do you see uh, the connection between yoga and meditation well yoga was originally designed to ready the body for meditation you know people needed to move everything before they sat for hours of meditation um, the style that we teach i believe is very much of a moving meditation uh, that's my favorite style to practice so that you can kind of meditate while you move um, and they're obviously great complements for one another. And, you know, the, the theory of mindfulness is just to become aware and be present for everything that you're doing while you're doing it, whether it's yoga, meditation, or anything else. Right. Talk to me about, um, in terms of kind of turning this into a business, what, what have been some of the challenges that you've faced uh, in regards to, to doing you know, a yoga-based business? Um, I mean, to be honest with you, doing a yoga-based business, I, I probably should have gone back to business school a lot earlier in my career to run it more like a business. Um, you know, we're like a family. Um, everybody who's with the company has been with the company forever. I've got people, you know, in their 20s who've been with us for 12 years and, and, and people in their 60s. So 
we have a, a wide uh, variety of people who work for us. We have a team of 75 master trainers, many of whom are doctors, physical therapists, psychologists, Ayurvedic practitioners, uh, military personnel. So our, our team of trainers that really lead the content um, development at YogaFit uh, are from all over and represent a wide variety of disciplines and specialties. How did you go about, because obviously you, I assume, had kind of a, a specific vision of, you know, maybe what you wanted, like a yoga fit studio or, or program to look like. How did you uh, keep that um, going as the company expanded, as there got to be more and more, uh, I guess, different trainers or practitioners? How did you make sure that your original plan for for the the company was continued to be like carried out um well in terms of delegating and you know having people teach some of the content that i created a lot of the content i haven't created our master trainers have um, but we have the essence of yoga fit which is our philosophy it's breathing feeling listening to your body letting go of judgment competition expectation and being present in the moment we have our three mountain format to warm up, work, and cool down. We have our transformational language that we use. So we have many things that are germane to yoga fit. And we have a very uh, arduous apprentice program, if you will, so that people really um, you know, have to participate a lot as a student before they become a teacher. Okay. And how about for, for people you know, listening to this who are interested in, you know, Maybe they've tried yoga in the past, uh, done yoga in the past, and are interested in kind of getting back, you know, with a, a studio or, you know, a practice. Like, what would you recommend as far as, uh, you know, being able to find kind of, like, what, what should someone look for, you know, in, in a yoga teacher or a yoga class to kind of maximize the benefits? Obviously, I'm going to say that everyone should look for a yoga fit trained instructor because, um, I believe it's the best training and certainly the safest. Um, people should also look for what they like and what works for them. And you know, sometimes people are like, oh, I tried yoga once and I didn't like it. Well, don't stop at that one class, keep going until you find something that resonates with you because really everyone should be practicing yoga. Um, anyone who's involved in any type of physical activity needs yoga to balance their bodies, to prevent repetitive use injuries, uh, you know, all of us now, we're in a Zoom culture. Most of our trainings are all online. We had to pivot a 22-year business model to online in about two weeks in March of 2020. Uh, we were running 15 conferences a year across North America, many of which have gone virtual now. And we were also running 1,000 weekend trainings worldwide. Uh, we're still running some in-person. We plan to return to the in-person model as soon as people are ready to join us. And, you know, for example, I'm running a retreat in Fort Lauderdale in April, and we'll see how many people are up for, you know, being with a group of like-minded people and, and willing to get on an airplane, perhaps, and to for a yoga retreat. Um, so there's lots of options right now. We're running eight-week continuity groups online for yoga lean, for weight loss. We have a, a kind of an aging, uh, aging in reverse program for people who are a little bit older, um, especially to keep people who perhaps aren't going to gyms anymore because they're afraid. 
they're past a certain age, they're of a certain demographic. Uh, we've got online programming for them. So we've got, you know, we've got over a hundred different educational programs, everything from trauma-based yoga to the most uh, sport-specific yoga. So we're really one-stop shopping when it comes to any yoga education for the enthusiast, as well as for the professional. Great. Um, Beth, I know right before we started airing, you had mentioned that you presented at the, the 2019 uh, Bulletproof Biohacking Conference. And I wanted to ask you, you know, what, when you're talking to the, the biohacking crowd, you know, who's very interested in kind of the, the, you know, the science behind all of this stuff, how do you explain uh, kind of the primary benefits of yoga, uh, maybe specifically kind of for the brain? Like what, what is yoga doing? Well, I really think that yoga is the ultimate, yoga and meditation are the ultimate low-tech biohacks. Um, and it, there are many different yoga techniques that balance the right and left hemispheres of the brain. Obviously, most people know that yoga will reduce your uh, heart rate, uh, it will lower your blood pressure, it will... Um, balance your insulin levels, lower your cortisol, again, put you in your parasympathetic nervous system, put you into rest and digest. So to be open to any biohacking ideas that may be a little bit more high-tech, I think that yoga and meditation are great low-tech ways to start and excellent complements to anything that you're doing. I do a lot of biohacking stuff myself. I stand on my, on my head with a red light in my face every day. You know, I, I do the whole cold plunge thing. Um, when I had access to ARX equipment and NanoV, I would be using that. Uh, I've got an Apollo wearable. So uh, when we bring that mindset that we develop through yoga and meditation into our biohacking, we are able to see and feel the benefits much more readily because we have a deeper understanding of ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and energetically. Awesome. Where do you see, because uh, it seems like to me, um, just kind of from the outside looking in uh, to, to your world, uh, in terms of yoga, it seems like there's been this explosion just kind of in popular press and, and mainstream media, you know, maybe in the last, I don't know, five to 10 years. Where do you see yoga? Do you see it continuing to just explode in, in popularity and growth uh, kind of going forward, especially, you know, when it comes to the pandemic and people, you know, dealing with the psychological you know, reactions to COVID, it seems like to me that, you know, a tool like this might be more needed than ever. I mean, yeah, let's face it. Everybody should be practicing yoga and meditation right now. And the good news, um, which is why we've been so successful in bringing yoga to all different types of places, even prisons, uh, no equipment necessary. So, um, you know, people can spend their, their extra time during the pandemic binge watching on Netflix you know, drinking more wine, or, or they can be taking the opportunity to develop themselves on a multitude of levels. And also, uh, you know, when it comes to things like fear of death, 
uh, and dealing with our own mortality, which I think people have been a lot more faced with in the past year. Uh, practicing yoga meditation, connecting with source consciousness gives us the opportunity to become in a, le a lot less fearful state, which makes every day that you're alive so much more enjoyable. Are there any specific like anecdotal stories that, that come to mind as far as either, you know, with your own practice or just, you know, with, with seeing all of the other people, um, anyone that, that you've taught as far as specific, you know, whether it be ailments or conditions, uh, symptoms, whatever it may be that had a really dramatically positive response to yoga, like anything that stands out in your mind? I mean, there's so many beneficial stories that we've gotten from our network um, that yoga has improved their health and their mental health. In my book, Healing Trauma with Yoga, uh, we have 13 people sharing their trauma stories and how they used yoga, meditation, uh, and similar modalities to heal themselves. In particular, there's a great story in here. And I love stories by men because we don't find as many men sharing stories. Um, there was a gentleman who was in the Canadian Armed Forces who had to deal with a major plane crash that happened off of Newfoundland. Went there, was dealing with the carnage, got severely depressed, became an alcoholic, uh, then found yoga fit and you know slowly climbed his way out of that hole and turned his whole life around. Um, so again, there, there are some really great stories in my book, Healing Trauma with Yoga, success stories. Very cool. Does, what, like, what do you usually find as far as when people start practicing yoga? Is there pretty immediate improvements in, in different, in kind of their quality of life and different physical and mental health symptoms? Or is it something that really needs to be practiced, you know, on a, whether it be daily basis or twice a week, three times a week basis, like, do you have any specific recommendations for people who are, you know, kind of looking to maximize uh, the benefits of their yoga practice, like how often and how much? Well, I would say ideally people should practice three to five times a week. Now, if you're an endurance athlete or a weekend warrior and you're going out for runs or a long cycle, you know, I've got lots of formats in my books where people can just do five to 10 minutes of uh, yoga at the end of their other workouts just to balance out their hips, their hamstrings, their low back, uh, their quadriceps. Um, so people will feel a difference right away. Um, those results are compounded. So the more you do it, the better it gets. And you start to develop muscles, both physically and mentally, that um, stay strong with practice and get stronger with practice. Awesome. Well, Beth, um, we, we're coming up on to the end of the show. Um, but any other, anything that we haven't talked about, any subjects we haven't explored related to yoga that, that you think is really important for, for people listening? Yeah, um, I, I like to call yoga the gateway drug because it really opens up people's mind to other realms of consciousness, other realms in the universe, um, and gives them a sense of being open-minded to try 
biohacking techniques, microdosing, you know, whatever people are into. I think that um, the expansion of the body-mind uh, is, a, is a very valuable pursuit and should be pursued by everyone. Awesome. Well, Beth, if people want to connect with you or learn more about Yoga Fit or your variety of different courses and books and all the, all the things that you have going on, where would you uh, direct them to? Uh, people can go to yogafit.com if they're interested in any of our yoga classes, webinars, programs, trainings. And if people want to connect with me directly, they can go to my personal website, bethshaw.com, and they can email me off of bethshaw.com. Awesome. Well, Beth, I wanted to really thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, for the listeners who enjoyed the show, go ahead and like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Roscoe's Wetsuit. And you can also find audio versions of the podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else that audio podcasts are available. So again, Beth, uh, thank you so much for your time today and coming on Roscoe's Wetsuit. Namaste. Thank you. Namaste.